Hey everybody, it's me, Amber, and I'm so excited that we're getting a chance to talk. We have a great topic today, just like the other day, but I just couldn't wait to talk to you guys. You know, today's Friday, and not only is it Friday, it's fabulous Friday. So I hope you guys went out and did something fab-worthy because you deserve it. Um, But before we get started in the topic, I want to tell you guys about something that happened yesterday that I just thought was so hilarious. My niece decided that she wanted to plant a garden, okay? And her garden consisted of one seed. So when I say a garden, she calls it a garden. It was one seed. So she planted the one seed and all throughout the day, she kept on reminding me like, TT, we need to go water the seed. TT, let's go. Um, I need to go check on my garden. You know, she had just planted it. And so she kept on asking, kept on asking. So she finally wore me down and I was like, okay, let's go check your garden. So she takes her little water that she's going to, um, you know, water her garden with. And we go outside and she waters the garden. And then uh, she gets down on all four and she gets her face right into the dirt. And I, I'm thinking she's going to put her face in the dirt. That's how close she was. And she just sat there still for a few minutes. And I'm watching her and I'm just like, what's going on? And she turns her head and she looks at me and she goes, TT, guess what? And I said, what? And she goes, I see something. It's growing. And I just laughed like so because you couldn't tell her that her garden was not growing like she was convinced that this garden was growing and you know maybe everyone else didn't see it but she saw something poking about it and it just reminded me that that's how we're supposed to be we're supposed to believe the things of God even when we don't see them and, and other people don't believe in it we're supposed to have that childlike faith and it just touched me so much it was so cute Let's just go ahead and get started. So since we've been on this journey and, you know, figuring things out and learning some things, I think that we've kind of grasped a good understanding that it's God who does the presenting and man who does the approaching. But now um, the question arises, what happens after he approaches you? Well, this is where the dating process begins. But let me make this perfectly clear, okay? I want this to be as clear as possible, so if you need to turn it up, crank it up just a little so you can hear me clearly, please do so. Dating does not mean mating, okay? I'm going to just say that again just for everyone who just wanted to check out as soon as I said that. Dating does not mean mating. I'm pretty sure I've stepped on someone's toes with that with that statement, but it's the honest truth. You know, there's no purchase required in dating. Dating is a specific season in the relationship designated for gathering information or data, not goosebumps. Now, why do I say information? Because should you guys move on to further, you know, this relationship into marriage, this is the foundation you'll be building on for the rest of your life. You need information, information. Sorry, you guys have another day, <laughs> but just like anything else in life, you know, that you decide to get into, you need to know if this will be a good investment. After all, which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he hath sufficient to finish it. That's found in Luke 14, 28. So this is why I like to compare shopping to dating. I know you're like, what? Shopping and dating? But yeah, let, let me just break it down. Just bear with me for a second. Give me a chance to explain, okay? So shopping and dating can both get you in trouble if you don't know what you want before you um, leave home. You'll either end up coming home empty-handed or carrying a bunch of stuff that you didn't need. Not finding anything leaves you feeling frustrated, and buying what you don't need leaves you feeling guilty, especially if it's a non-refundable purchase, okay? I know some of you guys can agree with me on this, okay? And you can go for broke with both shopping and dating. One will affect your wallet, and the other will affect something more important your heart, okay? So, you say you're in the market for a husband. Well, 
let me give you some simple guidelines that should not be ignored. After all, this is one outfit you can't take back to the store. This purchase will affect the rest of your life. Therefore, you need to stick to the shopping list and not get tempted by men simply because they look like a bargain. Because I know a lot of us love a good bargain, okay? But forget about it. Women of standards don't have that kind of time or emotional energy to waste. They know that it's important to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Now that scripture is in Proverbs 4.23, okay? Now, let's start with first things first. You want to check the designer label. Is he a self-made man or a vessel fashioned and yielded to the Lord? You don't want a spiritual knockoff, okay? And I know some of you guys know all about knockoff purses and things like that. And a lot of times you don't even want it. You want the real deal. Okay, but if this man isn't completely sold out to God, leave him in the dressing room. Let the sales girl put him away. Write this on a tablet in your heart. If a man is not submitted to God, he will not have the capacity to love you the way you want to be loved. He'll be moving in his own understanding instead of being led by the Spirit of God. And this leaves you at the mercy of someone who not only doesn't have a good understanding, but he has no accountability to anyone other than himself and for, for his actions, you know? This is not what you want. You want a man whose heart is so tender and tuned into God that when he does decide to clown and act a fool, God will tap him on his shoulder and be like, uh-uh, okay, you know that was not right. Go back to her and apologize. You better fix it before I fix you, okay? And he knows what that means. So he makes his way back to you, repents. That's the kind of man you want. Now, next thing, check the fabric, okay? What is he made of? Does he possess character, integrity, wisdom? Compan um, compassion, I almost said compassion. compassion. How is his relationship with his family? How about his friends? Come on now, this is the person who will be leading your household. Not just you, but your entire household. And you want someone who you'll respect enough to trust in that position. How does he hold up in the middle of a trial? Is he 100% pure blessing? You know, some um, synthetic blends can look really, really good. Like when they're blended and like other fabrics are blended together, they can look really, really good. But after a few washings, your clothes look a mess. Like they get balled up. You know when you put something in the dryer or the washer and you pull it out and it just like, it looks like you've been having this shirt for like years and you just got it. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, and you don't want that because that's when a marriage begins to look taggy and you begin to appear a bit worn around the edges. So you have to make sure that this man is cut from the right cloth, God's cloth, okay? Now, the second thing, this is obvious, okay? I know you guys already know this, but this is obvious, but I'm going to say it anyways. You want to make sure it's a good fit. Everyone knows the importance of something fitting well. When you have your clothes, you know, you want your clothes to fit your body well. Otherwise, it'll look a mess. It won't look right. There's nothing worse than, you know, an outfit that does not look right on you. Same for a relationship. You don't want a relationship that does not fit to you, okay? You should be able to figure out if this man fits into God's design for your future, are your goals complementary? You need to find out if you both are going in the same direction. Can two walk together except they be agreed? And that's in Amos 3 and 3. Can you live with his flaws? Speak now or forever hold your peace because this is a final sell. My pastor said that before once. He was, you know, saying like, you know, when you decide to get married to somebody, like, you have to think about it realistically. With the flaws that you know that they have now, would you be able to see yourself marrying that person and being with that person for the rest of their lives if they were not able to fix those flaws or anything? Like, you have to realistically say, can I love this person with flaws and all, okay? Because if you can, please don't say I do because I guarantee you it's going to be there. Now let's move on to everyone's favorite subject. Yes, you know it. The budget, finances, things like that. 
You know, this is something that you have to check your budget. Is this relationship too costly spiritually, emotionally, or physically? Or is it making you a richer person? God's design is that your relationship should make you more effective in service to Him. Your union is all about displaying kingdom living and glorifying Him and the world by your example. And you thought marriage was probably just about falling in love, huh? And having a good time. But it's not. It's so much more goes into it that a lot of times we don't take the time to look at. And I, I didn't always take the time to look at it. Like early, you know, when I was younger and in relationships. Never took the time to really like search this thing out and try to figure it out for what it is. But my last thing I want to talk about, last, but it's not the, the least. It's, you know, just a last thing that I want to bring up is never ever never ever ever i'll say it again never ever ever go shopping when you're hungry you're bound to scoop up something you don't need then later when you come to your senses you'll be standing there looking around like why how why didn't somebody tell me but the truth of it is somebody probably did try to tell you but you were too far gone because the voice of your needs drowned out the sound of good advice so recognize when you're feeling desperate and give up shopping until the hunger pains fade away. The Lord encourages us to hearken diligently unto him and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. And that's in Isaiah 55 two. When your soul is full, even the juiciest looking male won't tempt you to impulse shop. You'll be able to check him out in an objective manner. And when in doubt about a purchase, the best fashion consultant... I know, I'm going to tell you, is the Holy Spirit. Look at that. You got your own personal shopper. I mean, who would who would not want that? I mean, you really do. Always check with him first. He'll let you know the scoop. He'll let you know exactly what's going on if you're willing to listen. So just believe me. He knows exactly what you need. And he'll never steer you wrong. And I just hope that this kind of encourages you to take looks at other things as you... Um, Continue down this journey and just allowing God to show you what you need. But I know that you're so busy and you're you're so busy getting a life and you're so busy living life that, you know, you're busy and God will put you where you need to be for him to see you and allow him to approach you when the time is right. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, your word says that if we lack wisdom, we should ask you. Therefore, we come into your presence with thanksgiving and rejoice in all you offer us as your child. I ask that you grant us the gifts of keen insight and perception. Let your wisdom rule the decisions of our heart and keep our ears open to the leading of your spirit. Open our eyes to see men as they really are and make wise decisions accordingly. Help us to be willing to stand alone, trusting you to deliver what's best for us. Give us the strength to walk according to your revelation and not by our own understanding or desires. Help us to rest in your love as we wait for your choice for us. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, I love you madly and just want us to get this thing called life.